What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 113. Unlucky for some. So we just got back from watching the new Halloween 2018 movie, and uh, we have a lot of thoughts to talk about. Um, I don't want to spoil anything just yet. We've we've got a lot of things to say. <laughs> I have questions. We have questions. <laughs> we have uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting episode, so you're going to want to stick around for that. And by the way, guys, just so you know, we're going to be doing a spoiler-free review first, and then we'll give you plenty of fucking warning to know when we're going to get into the spoiler territory. So don't worry if you haven't seen the movie just yet, but hopefully we can spread some light on the, the movie in general so that you can get an idea of some if this is something you want to see. Odds are you're going to see it anyway, so... Uh, have you been doing though, Brittany? What's going on with you? I'm good. Just working too much. Just working a lot? Doing school a lot? Working school is my entire life right now. (laughs) Yeah, I've just been, uh, doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes here, trying to, this, this week it's been a little slower because we didn't have to watch and do research for all these extra movies and everything like that. Even though I did watch a lot of show, we've been catching up on the cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, where I left off is where it, it actually was good. <laughs> and now that I'm like getting deeper into it, it's getting silly as fuck. And I'm just like not buying it. And so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I mean, I'm still anxious to see Apocalypse, but man, the cult. If, did you ever finish it? Cult? Yeah. Yeah. You said you were watching on Netflix, right? Yeah, we finished it like that week I brought it up. Yeah? Actually. Okay. What did you think of it? Oh, actually, no, I didn't see the first couple episodes, if that's what you mean by finished it. Ah, oh, But okay. no, I'm not going to go back and watch them. So <laughs> I already know how it ends, so I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens. Okay, well, I remember you saying something about rewatching it, but I know Apocalypse has been saying it's like they just had one of their best episodes ever. Yeah, everybody's pretty much behind that one, so I'm like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see, because I'm still surprised that this, sometimes like the stuff that they do, I'm just like, really? Well, I'm always shocked about what they can get away with on regular television. I won't say what happens, but there was a guinea pig scene in the the cult, and for whatever reason, oh, yeah. it really I made know, me it, it really made me sad. <laughs> 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 but anyway, because I had a guinea pig named Hermie back in the day, and it kind of upset me. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, so I think it might be that time. Is it Halloween yet? Horror shots! (laughs) 
All right, guys. So as you know, we're going to be watching Halloween. We, in preparation, we watch both the original Halloween and the second Halloween uh, to kind of get an understanding of what this one was and if it belongs or is it better or worse or whatever. But we decided to pick one that would probably embrace all three, uh, which they talk about is the shape. So what is in a the shape drink? Well, obviously, it's Michael Myers. He's playing the shape. So what other way to celebrate a shot than to have Myers rum in it? So you're going to pour a half a shot of Myers rum, a quarter of a shot of pumpkin spice creamer, and a fourth of fireball on top. So in that order, rum, pumpkin spice creamer, a quarter of that, and then a quarter of fireball. And you got yourself the shape. Would you drink that? Yeah, I fucking that pumpkin spice creamer is like my lifeblood. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Christina shit. likes it too, but I, I kind of like got worn out. I suck you know? up on that shit. Like I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> well, well white people love that shit, like, don't yeah, they? It's basic white bitch. Like <laughs> that's literally fuel for the basic white girl. That's how we get out there and get to work. I buy a bunch of it like on sale when it's like about to get discounted, and then I throw it in my freezer. You know, we uh, did last year, <laughs> but uh, but I think it would taste good in this shot. Myers rum and the pumpkin spice go well together, and I think the fireball is just a little extra yeah. kick to it, you know? And I don't like fireball, but, you know... No you one just... does anymore unless yeah. you're 12. <laughs> but if you guys would love to try the shape, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Now, I think it's uh, time for us to go ahead and jump into Halloween 2018. Now, to give you guys a heads up, we're not going to spoil anything in the beginning. We'll give you spoiler warning after that to go into the details and uh, specifically what we liked or disliked about this movie. But we'll wrap everything up in the spoiler-free section with a score, and then we'll jump into the spoiler-free. So we'll go ahead and do that right now. Now it's time for the shape to come out of the shadows again, 40 years later. <laughs> Let's break What's down what the movie was. Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since her narrowly escaping his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> four. <laughs> uh, four score and 40 years ago. 40. The film was directed by David Gordon Green, who is a producer and a director. He's done many, many, many films, um, including producing and directing in Eastbound and Down, which was the Danny McBride TV series, which makes perfect sense since Danny McBride was one of the people that got this movie to happen. Uh, he was also a director of Pineapple Express. And many other films. Friday Night Lights, he's actually going to be doing redoing, I guess. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so he's the director. Some of the people who wrote this are David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and Jeff Fradley. I think I'm saying his name. Fradley? Fradley? Fradley. I think it's F-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Could be Fradley. Fred or Fred. 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 Fred, what's up? Fred. <laughs> Fred. How you doing, Fred? Uh, <laughs> my lawn. 
Can we be any more disrespectful? Uh, uh, probably. <laughs> oh, wait, just wait. No, Challenge accepted. Uh, <laughs> some of the actors in this movie is obviously Jamie Lee Curtis comes back as Laurie Strode. We got Judy Greer, who has been in many comedies. Outlaw and, Country. Yeah, what's some of your favorite stuff she's been in? Uh, fucking Archer. <laughs> like, okay. She was show. also in Ant-Man. And... She's also in a show called Married that was fantastic that I don't know why it got canceled, but it did. And it was oh, hilarious. I remember that. Is that the one? Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. She's been in a lot of comedies, but she, I think she did a She's decent job in a this. Comedic actor, actress. It was a little sure. jarring at first for me, but I'm also. I was so excited because I forgot she was in it. Also, it stars Andy Amati Chuck, who plays Allison, the daughter of Judy Greer's character, Karen, who is the daughter of Laurie Strode. Uh, also, Nick Castle dons the mask to become the shape once again. But Nick Castle is only doing a sort of cameo. Uh, in fact, the majority of the shape or Michael Myers is played by James Jude Courtney, which I think he did a pretty damn good job. Uh, there's many other people in there. I'm really just kind of glossing over some of this uh, so that you guys know. And before we get started on our spoiler-free discussion and our thoughts, I just want to preface this by saying everybody has a different thing that they like about Michael Myers, Halloween 1, Halloween 2, the entire franchise. They may love the entire franchise. They may hate some of the franchise. They may hate the whole series. Uh, so everybody has a little bit of a different opinion. Uh, but I think uh, going into this discussion, I want you guys to understand that everybody has a different opinion. And we don't speak for everybody else. We're just speaking from our own personal opinion. And I think that this is one of those kind of movies that, one, it's hard to taper your expectations. So that always makes it very difficult, usually calls for a second viewing. And two, what I like about the franchise or what I like about Michael Myers may be very different for somebody else. What Britney likes for the franchise or Michael Myers or uh, the tone of films may be very different from other people. So uh, this is just our opinions before we go in. So uh, we hope we do it justice and we tell you honestly what we feel about it. Um, either way, you guys are going to fucking see it anyway, so it doesn't really fucking matter what we say. We're really just here to discuss and back up why we liked or disliked this film. So, without further ado, let's do this. So. <laughs> um, get your get your butt wipes out. Yeah. This, um, I went into this, like, hoping that we were going to find a happy balance between, like, the original movie and... Rob Zombie's versions. Right. Well, I feel like that's what they tried to aim for. They they sort of aimed for it and then just missed the target completely. Well, um, it was supposed to be like the originals, but which I I understand. Like I get that, and it feels very much like it. But I don't know. Like I. Yeah, guys. I. It's hard for us because if you look at the movie at its on, on its own, sort of in a way, it has some parts in it that are good. Right. It's okay. It's aight. Like, <laughs> someone asks, like, what do you think? It's I Like, do I hate it? No. I'm struggling here because, like, I love Halloween. Like, I love the franchise. I love the movies. Like, even how ridiculously awful they end up getting towards the end there. Like, yeah, I, well, I still them. like them. Like, one of my favorite scenes ever is in Six. Well, it's weird, And too. I always forget that Paul Rudd's in that fucking one. And I right. fucking love Paul Rudd. Right, because he plays Tommy, him, the like, kid across the street. Yeah, yeah, he plays Tommy. And I'm just like, oh, my God. 
It's Paul Rudd. He's so cute. Which is funny he because... He still looks the same age. If you guys have ever seen uh, Halloween 666 or the producer's cut, that shit goes cuckoo bananas. Shit gets crazy like, like later in the franchise. The, the, the producer's cut in particular, though, is like batshit crazy. They cut that shit down and made Halloween 666. Uh I think that in a, in a in a lot of ways this has kind of gone a little sideways too. Um, this movie, I don't want to yeah. shit on everybody's fucking dreams here, but um, you know it's just my opinion and her opinion. Really, doesn't mean that you won't enjoy it, but I will say that I am a little disappointed by it. I was going in low expectations because one, I'm not too happy that they were going to remove the second one and and basically what everybody's saying retcon this movie basically and cut out the uh, second one and just because i love the second one i thought i've always felt that most people feel that the first two are somewhat canon and that you shouldn't really fuck with those and so what do they do instead of replacing and making an actual halloween three which is what i thought they were gonna do but to be fair i mean it is kind of hard to pick up where the second one left off let's be honest but i i still like this film by the way guys like i like it a lot i think it's a good movie uh if you're a slasher fan it's an amazing movie so you're going to love it either way but there were some choices in this movie that really got under my skin a little bit and uh it it kind of confused me and threw me off so they cut out and made part two so this is 40 years later it's technically filling the gap of what two was supposed to be so and really the movie is like called halloween which makes no sense it's really a reboot or reimagining of part two by borrowing from others in a lot of ways but they wanted to retell the second movie in their own personal way yeah did it accomplish that Brittany? what do you think i don't know i feel like this this could be a weird third part I mean, to, in some ways, this fits a whole lot more than Season of the Witch does. So I'll take it because I'd <laughs> rather watch this than that any day. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'll, I I don't know. I will say for me, I, and I, I agree with uh, what a friend of mine said, too, is that this is like in order. Like, number one is my favorite. The first one, the original. The second one is number two for me. And then this is probably in like number three. And, and like, you the hated the Rob franchise. Zombie ones? I did not actually. I like. I don't consider that like to those. To me, those are like standalone though. Like I don't. I feel like they're not like. There's some good and bad in his stuff too. They're his own. Like they're their own though. Like, when I first saw that Halloween though that Rob Zombie did, I was it was a really slow start, but it felt really brutal. Um, oh, I loved it, and it was different. You know, like it kind of felt like it gave it gave Michael Myers some sort of different. In a lot of ways, it had some of the same brutality as the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. So it was almost like. Rob's like version of that. You know what it I mean? It was all about Michael. Extremely brutal. And trying to explain what Michael was. This one tries to supposedly go back to that. I like I was saying, I went in with this with low expectations because of the the part two removal thing. Mm -hmm. And now watching this, I it first of all, it took about half the movie, more than half, I'd say like almost fifty minutes into the movie, fifty five minutes into the movie till I was actually kind of interested yeah. in what was going on and when the killing started to happen. Uh, there's a lot of gore in this movie. There's a lot of nods to all kinds of different Halloween movies, by the way. Uh, and we'll get into those in the spoiler section, but we won't say what those things are. But there are some very heavy, kind of cute homages 
that pale in comparison, in my opinion. Uh, although there is one gore scene in this movie that I was like, holy shit, Jesus Christ. It was cool. That was cool. That but was I, the goriest scene, though. I feel like this movie... I felt like the rest of it was like, okay, that's all right. Like, I don't feel like it's 2018 gore. Well, you see Laurie Strode. She's, she's, you know, older. She's losing her mind. She's never let go of this whole thing. Everything comes to the end where every this big showdown of everything is that you would assume. Uh, they throw a couple weird twists in there that were unnecessary, in my opinion. I didn't understand one in particular. One in particular. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, there was like a sort of Dr. Loomis-y kind of guy who took over after uh, Michael Myers uh, that just took a really hard, sharp turn that I did not like. Nope. Not um, at all. Not at all. It like, almost ruined the entire movie for me, to be honest. Like I was just like... There is some good scenes in this movie that I did enjoy and thought was entertaining. For a mainstream movie, this is kind of in line with a mainstream movie. It didn't feel like... Christina said that it felt to her like it was like a 70s movie nowadays. Oh Yeah, and I turned to Mouse like twice, and I was like, what year are we supposed to be in? Because no it's one confusing. fucking dresses like that. Right. Nobody dresses like this. It's supposed to be now. Because I'm assuming because there's no like date for us to attach on to. So I'm guessing it's supposed to be current to present day, especially since it's 40 years later. Right. Essentially. And I'm like, okay, so this is supposed to be like this year or around this year. And I'm like, but yet everybody is dressing like they're in the fucking 70s. Well, they try. I think what something. they were trying I, to do I, I, is. I don't understand. <laughs> they were trying to film in the style of that, but they also also wrote it in a modern way, too. It's so weird. Like, it, it was tonally really kind of patchy, like extremely patchy. Like typically, you know, when a horror movie for me, like a good one, it kind of builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and then it breaks. And then you're just like in this elated sort of crazy space for however long until the end of the movie. And then it's like, <sighs> and you exhale. Well, I just felt like throughout the movie that I was not having that build. It was building and breaking, building and breaking and building and breaking. And it, it didn't have that upward slant that it was supposed to have until about the 50 55 minute mark yeah um i can't confirm that when that is but it's it's there is a kill that in that involves a kid awesome by the way which was pretty aw yeah it was pretty cool i wasn't scared nothing scared me no. nothing made me uncomfortable nothing made me nervous like did you get any any chills at any get point chills. i didn't get any goose pimples like nothing i literally was just like Okay. My ass was starting to hurt during the movie. My ass did hurt. And I was like, <laughs> when I had to pee, I was like, well, I guess there's plenty of times for me to go pee during this. So I'm not going to miss anything. So <laughs> I just finally got up and went pee and I came back and sat down. I was all mouse. Did I miss anything? And he's like, I don't know. I was asleep. And I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. Right. <laughs> like, but I know I didn't because it was just the cops talking about nothing. So well, I want to be very clear to people, though, too, that this this isn't me just disliking the movie because they replaced the second one. Me having some sort of weird grudge, by the way. Like I went into this with open eyes. I went into it to hopefully have it sort of change my opinion. And because I've, I've kind of been a little reserved about if this movie was going to be as good as it is now. Currently, Rotten Tomatoes has it's like an 83%. 82%. That's going to change in the morning. Yeah. Of all critics, it's 82%. Top critics gave it 76%. When I first heard about this, I was not excited about it because mm -hmm. I'm like, can we stop beating a dead horse? 
horse is dead. Let it be dead. Stop kicking it. Like, Rob Zombie already did this. It wasn't that fucking long ago. Like, his first attempt was good. His second attempt was garbage. Like, just leave it the fuck alone. And Dr. Loomis is great, too. Like, and I love him and his whole character. Like, Donna Pleasant's awesome. Like, rest in peace, dude. But I don't know. And Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, that's her breakout, like, original Scream Queen type. Like, that's what she, how she got the title, you know? Like, well, not just that. She created that entire, like, idea. She pretty much got her career from that movie. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I just, this is a franchise that's really special to me in a lot of ways. So I felt like at first when Rob's, I heard Rob Zombie was doing it, I'm just like, no. Please don't. Right. But I I saw it because I liked Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses, and I was like, we'll give it a try. And I really liked it. Like, I really, really liked his first one, and that, a lot of that was because of his, like, how who he picked to play in that movie. But comparing it to this one. But to this, I mean, that's, it's, they're different movies, yeah. honestly. Like, they're, com- they're completely and entirely different. Like, his are more about the story of Michael and the essence of Michael and, like, why Michael is Michael. And that's why I like what he did, because his feel like more like a prequel type thing, like that lead into this awesome horror movie that actually scares you right? and freaks you the fuck out. And where this was like, to me, it kind of felt like an accurate like third movie, you know, like just a little bit further in the future, because the second one takes place literally right after the first one ends. Like they play the first five minutes, the first five minutes of the second movie are... Well, yeah, but of... do you you know what they've removed from this one, right? That makes it overlap part two, right? He's not the brother of Laurie Strode. Oh, yeah, I caught that like little comment, and I'm like, what? Yeah, wasn't her brother? And she's like, no, someone just said that for whatever reason, and I was just like, what? Yeah, Laurie's just a tortured soul, etc. Do you think she pulled it off? Like, did she? You were you were saying you weren't really thrilled about no, her performance. I wasn't. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't that that moved by Jamie Lee Curtis's performance for this. I I was just like, oh, you felt that it was a little time, over top like, or oh, what? God, like I just didn't I didn't buy it. Okay, so it felt forced. It felt forced. Yeah, okay. like it all felt forced, and that could just be from like the dialogue because the dialogue throughout this movie was you know kind of poor so it was weird like they had this like they had good jokes but the rest of it was stupid which you, makes the perfect sense to me that's so. the weird thing about this like i've noticed like there was like it's like like tonally it's just all over the place like it doesn't know whether to be an entertaining um entertaining movie now or straight laced like horror movie from the past right and it's like it's almost like christina said and i agree with her she said it's maybe it's like how they treated star wars like there's too many hands of the pot and they're you know it's like tonally all over the place because they're trying to put their own piece in it and they're like well if i just add raisins and strawberries and yogurt and and pasta all the things that i like (laughs) all the things i like i put in this then it'll be congruent and be flush with each other and it just didn't do it yeah like i I don't know like i i didn't um expect to be going in to watch a horror comedy so and i mean i love horror comedies as much as a lot of people do (laughs) but this is not this wasn't what i was expecting and i don't feel like this is the franchise or the movie specifically to do that with like i get like one or two little stupid jokes here and there but to me the movie from start to finish felt like it was a joke it didn't feel kind of spoofy yeah yeah it felt like it was like a little bit more of a serious attempt at like a scary movie yeah it's like and and i know some of you guys listening are gonna be like fuck you you know because because like we were talking about it when we left the theater and i said i feel like this is gonna cause a lot of fights between people in the horror community because there's those people who are just like this is gonna be the best thing ever and they just went all in on you know here's all my chips you know it's it's gonna be good 
and it's going to be hard to to come Take back. That back. Yeah. Or they're just going to be completely pissed, or maybe they'll, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that anybody that likes this movie is stupid or doesn't realize it, but for us, it really did feel kind of spoofy. There was very enjoyable moments in the film, though, that I did enjoy. But you're right, it, like it didn't take itself. It, it was a little. I mean, it's written by Danny McBride too. And it feels. It feels like it. So yeah. it feels like, especially as soon as you mentioned that the one guy directed Pineapple Express and worked on Eastbound and Down, I was like. There it is. Like, right. All like, those nod heavy segments and parts that they put in there that they pretty much either, well, there's one scene that they almost directly take from part two, the original part two, and they changed it around a little bit, but a lot of the same camera work is in the, it's, it's almost the same alleyway. It felt like the same scene almost, only just a different angle and stuff, and it did it a little bit differently. There's a, a lot of nods to part one, part two. Uh, and even Rob Zombie, uh, that the goriest scene in the movie is taken directly from Rob Zombie's part two. It's crazy. Which is weird because I didn't think about that until the end. And I was like, oh, how weird. So I know that scene probably will make people happy if you're a gorehound. But in the same regard, I think it might piss somebody like Rob Zombie off. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, it's like a lot of this just didn't. And it's it's hard when you're remaking a movie or trying to create your own movie in an already known, well known, and made franchise that's old. Right. Like it's difficult to do something creative with it and not take it totally off track. So I understand, but at the same time, like while there was a lot of cute little like nods to the first two movies, which was great, but a lot of it felt like it was just literally ripped right out of those two movies, and they didn't change a whole lot about it. Right. And I was like, come on, like. Which I think is a, is a fair argument to be had. I mean, if you're throwing in a lot of nostalgia in the movie, it's kind of like just borrowing from a lot of the franchise instead of actually creating some new thing while still keeping the atmosphere. So I think, you know, there's going to be some people that absolutely love the nostalgia trips and, and, and it's a good thing while there might be some people that might feel that that's sort of a cheap grab. So, I mean, I think it's completely valid to feel that way either way. And that's not to say, oh, well, why did they do that? We're not complaining about it. I still enjoy the movie. I think it's a, I think we both enjoyed the movie uh, very much. But, uh, you know, we're being a little bit more critical because this is the Halloween franchise. And there's a lot of films to compare it to uh, for something as big as Halloween. But there are some really good things in it. And the other thing I want to mention is that the music in it was actually really good. The music I, I, was awesome. I thought it was really that good. Was John Carpenter part. even had one new song in there that I really liked when the Allison chick, and we're not going to say what happens. Oh, no. But when she and Michael, you know what I mean, at that part, the music that he made right there, I was really into. And I thought it was like, I was like, wow, this is kind of using some of the same, you know, uh, sounds, but making its own thing and kind of more current. And I thought it was really cool. So Yeah. There was another scene, too, that it wasn't even, it's not even a Halloween movie, but that totally felt like a Rob Zombie ripoff, too, that I, that I just remembered. But not from his versions of Halloween, but from like House of Thousand Corpses. And what we'll do is keep that, mark that in your head. We'll talk about that in the spoiler section for sure. Just like I'll talk about this scene. It's it's like I don't, It's I'm having a lot of struggle here, guys. Like I, on one hand, if I were to look at it as a mainstream new movie and just like 
it wasn't Halloween and it was just some fucking movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is some elements in it that I thought were interesting, but the way they mish and mash it with somewhat of one of the, what some people consider to be the slasher of all time. Yeah. Um, even though it's not the first mixing them together is kind of like, it throws you off a little bit and having those nods in it, you know, as it, it, some people will consider it to be fan service. Some others might feel like it's cheap grab, like I was saying, but you know, and, and it is like, because the two combinations of what they're doing, like the modern horror, uh, like if it was a slasher, a new slasher all on its own, uh, versus the old one, uh, it kind of mixes a little weird, I think. Whereas like when we watch Mandy, which is weird because they're taking art house and grindhouse and mixing the two, this felt a little off, which I mean, you have to please the newer crowd as well as the older crowd. So it's not an easy juggling act by any means. Mandy was a brand new movie with a brand new story. It had no franchise, no sequels or anything to compare it to. So it's a little easier to to be okay with that versus a Halloween sequel or reboot or whatever you want to call it. And I think it was because it had more of a mainstream approach than it did a like an artistic approach. Yeah. But it really just feels like there's something that's just there was not pieces connecting very yeah, well. Yeah, it didn't click. Like I, nothing clicked. I liked some of the camaraderie of the family. Like there was the by the end of the movie, I was like kind of elated at one point in time. Uh, I won't explain what that is, but you know, by the end of the movie, it it did pick up a little bit came up to a big ending but i don't know if i was 100 percent happy with it by the end like it's kind of poetic but not i don't know how to explain it yeah. it's, it's very difficult to um try to be opinionated about it i did like some of the gore i did like some of the nods but they became a little too much and that's why christina was saying you know hey maybe they're trying to do like you know star wars the new star wars movies are doing by adding so many pieces of nostalgia that you forget about that the movie's not as good as it you but think it's it is <laughs> yeah like so i mean if you had to give this a score what would you give it a score of probably like a six really i mean i'm probably I'd have to see it again to really nail it down. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely watch it again. Really, what it boils down to is: did it? Did it? Did I love it? No, I, I don't think I loved it. I liked it. Uh, I think it's a good movie. One thing I do want to mention: if you've seen the trailer, then you've seen the movie. Just about basically, yeah. Uh, other than the weird twist that they threw in that was unnecessary and the end scene, I mean, you pretty much saw a lot of the greatest parts of the film, which kind of ruined it for me. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel kind of like I shouldn't be watching trailers because of that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't watch them is because I, it ruins a lot of it for me. Because I feel like most of the time they put the best shit in the trailers. And then when I go and see the movie, I'm like, that, okay. Right. Like all the, like, the, the cherry pick scenes didn't really... Uh, jive with me because I think maybe it could have lost some of the, the steam. They do a good job of selling it though, I'll tell you that, because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, alright, this looks cool. Right. Like, I'm ready to see Laurie you know, Strode like, whoop some fucking ass. Like, I'm ready. I was interested and then I became reserved because I thought like I said, it was going to be part three. That would have been the perfect movie to make. Nobody would have been offended by it. Nobody would have stepped on anybody's fucking <laughs> Most toes. Most people hate part three, so it's fine. Right. 
Granted, I understand that at the end of uh, part two, it's kind of hard to spin a story from what they did to Michael Myers. And if you haven't seen part two, you know, I don't want to, I guess, spoil it for you. But uh, they do some pretty irreparable damage to him, I would assume. And uh, it would have been a little bit of a difficult story. Although, yeah, it just would have been tough. But please replace it. And and. <laughs> And when we get into the spoilers, I'm going to mention why this is even more prevalent and how they could have just like carried on this whole story and I'll explain and kept the family element because there's some stuff in the movie that would have made perfect sense and it would have made more it would have made it more valid than anything. Right. Even though, like I mentioned, the end of the original part two, it's kind of hard. So I I sympathize for me. I would say six point five. I'd have to see it again. It could go up to a seven, but I wouldn't go any higher than that. Like, yeah. I was just not, it just didn't land with me the way I wanted it. I definitely don't. I've seen far worse movies in the franchise than this. Oh, yeah. But it didn't wow me. It didn't blow me away like I really was hoping that it would. And even with me going in with low expectations, it had a lot of room to impress me. You know what I mean? Like, so... I wanted to be scared, damn it. And, like, two of the trailers that we watched prior to the movie scared me more than this one. Yeah. And those were, like, literally a minute and, like, 20-second trailers. There was some cool lighting and stuff in it. Oh, it it was filmed beautifully. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was definitely filmed, like... There was was one scene in the movie that we can't talk about that was a really unique thing that they did that I really loved in the film. And I think that kind of made it, it made it better for me. So, but we'll get that in the spoiler section for me, 6.5, Brittany six. Yeah, what not, do you guys think? I'm not budging from that six either. It's a firm six. I'll still buy it to have to add to my collection because I got to have them all. You know what I mean? Plus it's not terrible, but you're going to be a little bit more critical on the franchise when you have so many other movies to compare it to. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, guys. What did you think? Have you seen the movie yet? If not, and and uh, this is as far as you're going to go, I think it's fair to say that most people will probably enjoy this film. It may be different for every single person, depending on what you liked in the franchise, what you liked about Michael Myers. You know, what we think about this movie might be completely different from what somebody else thinks about it. I know a lot of people who have a completely different order of their favorite movies in the franchise than one another. In fact, I don't know many people that have the same order because some people don't even like the entire franchise. They only consider the first one or this first two as and worth anything. So, you know, it's just uh, it's it's worth going going to the theater to find out for yourself and and why not it's the big screen right and i'm sure we may even get shit for saying what we did but i don't really care i'm not gonna lie nope (laughs) do you think that they should have replaced the the second one no i love the second one i always liked that it was continuation it was awesome like it just kept going because it literally picks up where the first one takes off and that's fucking sick right and I, I love that because it's literally the first like five minutes of the second movie are the last five minutes of the first one. I think some people had issue with it because it wasn't on Halloween. Technically. Yeah, because it's, it's not. And it's the only movie in the entire franchise that actually takes place on November 1st. Like, right. Or it ends on November 1st. And most of the deaths and everything occur on November 1st. And right. Like, and so I get that. Well, and even, you know, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wrote the second one. And even though John Carpenter said that he didn't really like the whole brother-sister tie-in with uh, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, so but they wrote it, so 
you know, but he also didn't want people to, you know, know anything about Michael. It was supposed to be this mysterious thing. So maybe that's why. And, you know, maybe people are backing him up on that respect. So, I mean, I can respect that. Plus, you know, how the second one ends is, you know, kind of like, whoa. But yeah, guys, I think, uh, you know, I hope, uh, you know, we didn't squash your dreams. Don't be mad at us. Everybody has their own opinions. We all love horror. What do I got to do? <laughs> I'll squash your dreams. That's yeah, fine. I still prefer the original two. And we're going to we're going to talk about a lot of the comparisons uh, in our spoiler section now. So there's going to be a lot of talking about the nods they made. Maybe we'll miss one that you guys saw and you could sound off in the comments or something or write us personally. Uh, you know, we'd always appreciate that. But uh, let us know what you think in the comments about this uh, review here now. And let's jump into the spoiler section. Igor, if you could, please pull the alarm. All right, guys, you got plenty of warnings. So if you're listening past this and you haven't seen the movie yet, it's your fault. You know, what can I do? We told you. We told you not to fuck around. You were warned. <laughs> so, okay, so now we get to talk about it. We don't, I don't want to just like break into it, but do you? did you catch all the nods in it? Oh, yeah, I caught a lot of them. I, I get a little confused between the original first two, but. Well, first of all, I will say that I really, I loved his mask. His mask was cool. Right. And I felt like the the mask um They actually did a good job. The mask was awesome and it like it depicted like, age. Age and like yeah. the original like Well, and there were some people that were, you know, had a little bit of an issue with the uh, a mask aging and getting liver spots, which is fair, but you know, sometimes you just got to like kind of let that part go just so you can kind of enjoy a new feel you know because the mask is michael's feel and they've not nailed it many times so it's nice to see a good one and what was one of the cool things was with you can you notice big differences between the mask in the first movie and the second movie um and that's for many different reasons like for you know for one the main actor that played michael myers in the first movie kept the mask in his back pocket Deborah Hill, like, also after they were done filming, kept the mask under her pillow. And she was a heavy smoker, so it turned it, like, this weird yellow shades and oh, okay. made it look, um, like, more decayed than it was. And then they didn't, they, lo they lost the original, or they gave the mask, um, I believe after this second movie. I could be wrong on which movie it was, but they gave it to the actor because um, they thought it was going to be the last movie in the franchise and then it just like continued on so then they were like we're never giving away anything ever again because then they had to replace it <laughs> essentially but I, I felt like they did a good job of making it feel how it would actually look and okay. how it would be and it was cool um and so right off the bat for me when they do the opening credits the pumpkin um right disintegrates when yeah. they reverse it yeah it was take, pretty cool yeah. i didn't like the shape of it no, because they had that that large gap between the nose it was so dumb i, mean, I was like wait that? why is it so big right I was there like, why isn't it closing <laughs> and then it never closes and i'm like yeah. oh, they just they did that on okay oh god what was there was the part that we were all like oh when okay so in the movie you know when they're trapped down in the basement they like have this like hidey hole thing by the way i want to mention we were both looked at each other and we're like what the fuck like 
like Michael Myers is upstairs trying to find out where they are, and then she shoots a hole through the floor. Well, it made all sense by the end because she was trying to get him down there to begin with. Right. <laughs> and we didn't know. But we in were... that moment, I was like, bitch. I know. Like, why would you do that? And it was Jamie Lee Curtis, too. So of all of the people, I was just like, are you fucking... <laughs> Like, I literally looked at you and I was like, so fucking stupid. Like, I know. I Christina I was thinking the same thing. But then it all makes sense. Like, once the movie actually, like, wraps up, you're just like, oh. You're like, oh. She was trying to trap him. I got you, oh. Jamie. I got you. So we're going to talk about one of the best scenes. Well, just a really good scene anyway that, that I was mentioning in the uh, spoiler free. And I think that part was... Uh was um when they killed the fucking journalists because why were they even there anyway and why were they relevant to this that, movie? you think that was the best scene no i don't think it was the best scene i just thought it was like that's when it started getting decent because people started dying so i was like no i'm interested i thought the scene where the kid um that allison oh, after the laurie strode's daughters her her what would it be her granddaughter her granddaughter yeah her granddaughter is going to some ha- uh, Halloween party at the school's throwing, which, by the way, holy shit, is that what it's like? No. In schools? Because they had a fucking pumping-ass party. Was a rager. Right? It was awesome. But uh, yeah, no. Unless that's changed big time over the last, like, 10 years that I've been out of high school. But nobody went to high school dances right. when I was in high school. Well, literally no one. She went to the dance. Her boyfriend acted like a douche. So she left and went home with his best friend, and he was trying to console her and uh, trying to change supposed to change her mind to get back with him I guess maybe with her boyfriend or whatever and they take this shortcut and he tries to kiss her in this backyard and then she kind of goes at him like she's gonna hurt him and he gets scared and falls back (laughs) drops all his beers which is stupid but yeah he uh it was funny though because like he thinks she leaves and he sees Michael in the background, but he thinks it's the neighbor's house. And he was like, I'm sorry. I know. I know. She you know, was funny. And, and it's funny because like the scene is, is like the, they have this timer, the light timer. So it's like whenever you move in front of the light outside as floodlights, it's motion activated. It's motion activated. So it comes on when anything moves. So you see it happen a couple of times when she leaves, the light goes out and then he sees the Michael behind him and then he's not there anymore. And then he's like, hey, where'd you go? Because he obviously thinks it's the neighbor. And then the light comes back on. He's standing in front of the light. He's a little bit closer this time. Kind of like a cat. So cool. It was cool. Like, I was like, dude, this is cool. Like, I love that that light out, light on, light on. And then you just see him get fucking hit. And then he runs and tries to get over this gate. And then it was kind of a stupid death. But it was a stupid death. Because he should have gotten over that fence. I don't know why he didn't. And it didn't even make it look like his, he had... His little Superman cape got caught, though. Yeah, his Superman cape got caught. Well, rip it, you little pansy. What the hell are you doing? Michael stabs him in the back, and then when he dies, his chin falls on the spike of the gate and goes up through his mouth, which was pretty cool. Which, and they had some gurgly noises in he there. He wasn't even up there, though. So I'm like, how did he get that high, that high up? So he I was thought, up there I high. I thought Michael like, picked him up and put him up there like just for shits and giggles. Well, it went through his jaw. But well, he didn't die that way. But I okay. just thought it was kind of a cool extra so that's little That's why thing. I was like, oh, Michael, put him up there because he's gross. <laughs> like, so I was all excited about it. That's, that's when the new track comes in that, that John Carpenter wrote. That I thought was really good when Lori comes, or Lori, 
<laughs> whatever. Allison, the Laurie Strode's granddaughter, uh, basically comes back to help him because he's panicking and screaming and she sees him dead and she's like, oh my God. And then she sees Michael and then the music kicks and she... She screams and it's like panicking and then she darts out from the side of the house into the neighborhood and I was like, oh, this is going to kick off. That's a pretty cool. That was cool. That was a cool little like, you know, three minutes. And then all of a sudden it's like he's not chasing her anymore. Like, what the fuck? Why isn't he chasing her anymore? Like, I thought this was I was like, this is it. This is where it's going to happen. And and no, she's just sitting on the sidewalk with her friends and neighbors while they're feeding her and giving her drinks. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's not who she's after. He she's not who he's after. Right. Well, yeah, you find that out a little bit. She would have just been a a pro, you know, an extra at that she's point. She's kind of inconsequential to him, I mean. It's not not like she's inconsequential to the story. Um yeah. before I forget this, I want to mention like I think that they should have just kept him as the the brother because if you think about at the very end when they're killing, when they're trapping Michael Myers and they're all working together, Laurie Strode, Karen, her daughter, and Karen's daughter, Laurie Strode's granddaughter, fight Michael Myers at the very end. Wouldn't it make sense that it was this family, big family thing? Because they even allude to she's got the knife in the back, which is stupid cheesy. It was, but that's exactly what they're making it feel like. Is that like now is she going to be Michael Myers now? Did the shape move into her? Is it in the bloodline? Like, I was just like, that's so dumb. No, it's not in the bloodline because he's not related, but you know what I mean? I know. What I think they were trying to allude to is that they were trying to say, oh, well, maybe she's been through so much trauma that now she's, or, or maybe this shape shifted into her and took over her and, you know. I would be a fucking doomsday prepper too if that shit happened to me is all I have to say. (laughs) If that shit happened to me and that motherfucker was still alive and able to get out and get me at any point, I would do the same fucking shit. So my ass would be a total agoraphobic weirdo who learned how to shoot guns super great and never left my house. That would be a giant barricade. Well, the whole family comes together and, 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 you know, they all have their own individual hate or love of what she does. The the granddaughter, Allison, uh, loves the grandmother because she feels like she's misunderstood. The mom of the granddaughter is Karen is like, oh, I don't want to deal with her because she made my life a living hell. I was scared to live. I was scared to be alive. You know what I mean? All the time I lived and and blah, 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 blah. And then they all kind of come together. That's why I say, like, they're all, Michael's there now and they're all related. Yeah, it's a family barbecue. That's why it should have been that way. And I think it would have been fine. They could have made a part three and just done it that way instead of locking him up or I don't know. It's just so weird. But like I mentioned before, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to bring him back from part two. So, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. They, they have that scene where Michael pushes her over the balcony and, and then she he falls. And and she disappeared. Right. I loved that. I thought that was kind of cool. It was awesome. And like everybody, you could tell in the theater who'd seen the movie, who yeah, knows you hear the laugh. original. Yeah. And who doesn't. Because when that happened, everyone was like, ha. It's I don't like, it was cute and it was smart. And I like, thought it was that cute. Part I thought it was smart. Like, I thought it was cute, it. but I don't know if it it makes sense. But it was kind of like one of those moments to me where it was like, where'd she go? Oh, no. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It, I liked it. I thought it was just cute. It's like, smart. oh, now the hunter is being hunted. It was a cute tie to the franchise. So yeah. Yeah, and plus they did that thing with uh, Laurie Strode outside the school of Allison too. So which was kind of a little nod. 
Did you also see that they they the babysitter gets killed and she has the white sheet on her head like the ghost that Michael was wearing and yep. the yeah There's that they had him out um in between the clotheslines Right by the sheets the white sheets or whatever um they had the boy that was atta- like impaled with through a knife, the neck actually but he was through the neck not through the chest through the still, yeah from the back of his neck yeah, into the thing yeah. held up on the wall with the knife which is one of my favorite but they didn't show it no they didn't and that was i was like come on right like, i was you like you have well, that the was... technology yeah <laughs> That was a missed opportunity. Big if you time ask me. missed opportunity. Like, and then the whole scene with the the older woman. Oh yeah, that was the scene that we were talking about, guys. They have the scene from directly ripped from part two, where Michael Myers is basically walking down an alley in a house, and there's some old lady cooking for her husband, and she goes to grab the knife, and she puts it on the cutting board, and he comes in and grabs the cutting board, and everybody always thought, oh, was she gonna die or whatever? Yeah, and then she just goes. To grab it and there's just blood on the cutting board and she's like what the hell well she starts screaming yeah right but yeah he doesn't kill them no but they do in this one. Oh yeah but it was almost it was like almost like the same 100 percent exactly the same it, it was really super did crazy which is kind of like i don't know if he was doing that as an homage to the second one because when you retcon a fucking movie and it's like cutting out one of the the sequels and you're like fuck that one that one doesn't exist is it kind of in bad taste to make an homage to it? Or is it kind of to say, hey, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> this is just my idea. This is my idea. Yeah. And and after that, obviously, it starts going nuts where he's like going through and killing everybody uh, one by one through the houses, which is I thought was pretty cool. Um, I also liked all the different closet scenes. Oh, that was another nod because it was like the role reversal. There were two. Yeah, there were, there were like role reversed closet moments and they were the exact same shutter type closets right from the from the original and i was just like that's cute that's cute yeah like because michael was supposed they thought he was hiding in the closet because she was after him mm-hmm. which is you know like I, I didn't mind her going after him i didn't mind her being strong and like a hunter a huntress like, i did like this whole like woman power thing right like, yeah i didn't mind that win at the end and i'm like fuck yeah I was like, it was kind of cool, like, seeing her, like, go after him, you know? Because that was, like, a whole new thing that you never really saw, you know what I mean? I was, like, really stoked for the whole time. Like, when I saw the trailer, I was just like, Jamie Lee Curtis is about to open a can of whoop-ass. Like, I'm so stoked. But but I think it kind of, like, lost itself in there because of it. It kind of fizzled. Yeah, I don't know. It it didn't, it didn't, I don't think it landed the way that we wanted it to in that sense. It it did, it did the strong woman thing and her going after him and her getting that payback for everything that he did to her. And I I felt that, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. And it was realistic. It wasn't like she was just manhandling Michael Myers. You know what I mean? She wasn't just like bitch slapping him. All of a sudden, like a superwoman. Like, yeah. Oh, you wearing your mask, huh? And she's all sitting on him and punching him. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You see a little tear like (laughs) come out of his mask. That would have been great. I'm sorry. I would have died. I would have fucking died. Like, I mean, they should have done that because at this point it was basically a fucking comedy. So they should have just done something like that. Let's talk about some of the funny parts. Oh, (laughs) that fucking kid. Oh, I also, before. Before we get into that, I want to mention the one of the ones that I was talking about, the one that I think they ripped directly from Rob Zombie was the head smashing scene. Yep. Because in the second Halloween that Rob Zombie did, they smashed the the fucking bouncer's fucking head outside or it was either some alcohol. He was some guy that worked at the strip club. Remember, and he, he goes outside and he's like, what the fuck do you want? And then Jace, or uh, Jason. He, he smashes Danny Trejo's head with a TV, too. 
I don't ever remember that, but I remember, you know, the guy that was in uh, 31, and he was like, yeah. everyone loves popcorn in <laughs> hell. <Yeah>. That guy. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me look his but name. It, yeah, it's, I can't remember, if, I can never remember if it's the first or the second one, but he he smashes, uh, Danny Trejo is like his cellmate, or like his prison friend. Or right, yeah, that was in the thing. he smashes his head with a TV, and I was like, why though? Why, Michael? That's your friend. That's Danny fucking Trejo. Fuck you. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, this one was Richard Brake gets his head smashed in. I'm pretty sure he pops his fucking head. I can't remember if he smashed it on the trash can or they had a wrestle near the trash can, but I'm pretty sure Michael Myers stomps on his fucking head and it pops like a zit. And that scene where he stomps on the fucking on the doctor's head was pretty fucking awesome. It was awesome. Uh, but because especially because he's like because the doctor thought that he could be like Michael. And then in some way, he wanted to be like Michael to understand him because he was so obsessed with why Michael wouldn't talk. Like, talk to me, Michael, please. And then he fucking stomps on his head, which I guess is a little yeah, gratifying. Say something. Say something. And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So annoying. Pop. So annoying. He was so annoying that fucking... Um, Can we talk about that? The reporters were so annoying. Let's talk about what happened with him. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so Hawkins... Yeah, Officer Hawkins, who was uh, from the first movie, I guess. He was one of the first to report on the, or to uh, show up on the scene uh, when in the, of the first movie. Is driving um, Allison and the doctor to try and find Michael. This is after they pick up Allison after he's chased her around, right? And so they find him, and Hawkins just rams him over with the fucking police SUV, which I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'd do that too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then they get out of the car. And they go to, like, investigate to find out if he's dead. And the doctor reaches down. And he's like, you killed him. And he's all pissed at him. Because the whole time he's saying, he's a property of the state. You can't kill him. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Shut. I was really excited when he hit him with the truck. I was like, <laughs> I was fuck, like yeah. fuck yeah. I was like, that's how you do it, motherfucker. Yeah, well, he's not dead, but cool. <laughs> like, that was dope. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, like... Hawkins goes... Officer Hawkins. Officer Hawkins, yeah. Goes to do... Look at... I don't know if he's trying to look at him or do whatever the fuck he's doing, but then the doctor takes his pen out, which is a sick pen, by the way. Turns it into a knife. And all of a sudden, there's a... It's a scalpel inside of this dude's fucking pen. And then he stabs fucking Hawkins in the throat and kills him. Which makes no fucking sense. Yeah, and then all of a sudden... Like, he bends down to do something, and then and Allison's in the back of the cop car, and she's freaking the fuck out, because she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's locked back there, of course, because you can't unlock the back seat of a cop car from the inside of it. And all of a sudden, the doctor stands up wearing the Michael Meyer mask. Right. Well, that was ridiculous. And then comes after Allison. He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> Look I'm at like, me. Why? I know. That was like, no, no, like, no, I don't no. know if you heard me, but I just was like, Why? Why? What is even fucking going on right now? See, they were trying to make him like that's that. This is the shit that I'm 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 telling you that they were like trying to pull some stuff from fucking Rob Zombie shit, which is funny because most people who are like, I mean, these are the people that are supposed to be like the original two are the best, or the original is the best, and we're trying to make off the original, and they're pulling from Rob Zombie. Yeah, and part two, like it's so weird to me. Like yeah. I don't know if it's bad taste or just I just don't understand it. You know, I'm yeah. not maybe I'm taking it too seriously. I don't know. But they were trying to do the whole crazy Loomis kind of guy. Like from uh, Rob Zombie's part two, so I don't, I don't know. There's another scene that felt like ripped out of a Rob Zombie movie too, which bothered me a little bit, but it was cool, but it was still like, really? <laughs> like at, when she's trying to, Allison's like running through the forest or whatever, and she's trying to get 
home mm-hmm. or somewhere, wherever the fuck she's trying to go. I don't know. When she stumbles in her grandma's like yard where she shoots the mannequins, like she has target practice on oh, fucking and she's plastic freaking mannequins, out. and she falls, of course, because you know all fucking white girls fall in the woods for whatever reason when they're getting chased by something. <laughs> So she falls and she looks around and she's just surrounded by all these mannequins that are disfigured with holes in it all over them because right. that's her what her grandma shoots all the time. Yeah, Laurie Strobe. And the lighting is all like this blue and stroby and she's just standing there and, and she's she's sitting there screaming and it's the same type of lighting from House of a Thousand Corpses when they're chasing the girl in the rabbit costume through the fucking forest and they're screaming run rabbit run. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and a little bit. I was, and it's the same kind of like lighting and effects, at least how I remember it. And I'm just like, I don't think that they're trying to rip it. I think what it was is they like were that tr- could have been an honest like just like coincidence to be like for sure. But I was like, mm. when directors try to give build some sort of panic in the actor's mind or for the viewer in the panic's mind, I notice that they do stuff like that. But it felt so out of place. Like yeah, it, was it weird. didn't. It didn't. It's not like I felt like she was really panicking. I was just like, what it, is going on? It connected to nothing it was like a cool was, it was a cool it was well shot and it was everything a cool was good scene. It, it was just, good but it just didn't make any sense like i didn't feel the panic yeah so it didn't make any sense to me it literally connected to nothing there was no purpose for it so that was I mean, my biggest thing so i, was I like, think there was a purpose it just didn't land like it, it was intentionally put there to make you feel like she's freaking out and it's like but then she like acts kind of normal when she gets in the house so i, I don't really understand i don't i don't i I still don't feel like she was that necessary of a character, honestly. So I don't know. Everything, no. everything for her felt so like much of like so much like an afterthought to me, and like n- none of her scenes really connected or worked and fit. And I don't know. I just she think was, she was okay, but I just... and they were talking about making another sequel back to back. No, like wait, what? <laughs> no, what with her? <laughs> Is she going to be the new Michael Myers? That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's please, what it feels like. no, stop it. We that's... tried that in part four, didn't we? Or five? That's what it fucking feels like to me. Is like wh- how they ended it. Is that's what they're going to end up doing? And I'm like. Which is like, it's so confusing to me. Like, I'm not angry. It's just confusing. You refute the fact that she was Michael Myers' brother or sister or whatever. So we take that out. But now you're going to go back to the thing that made the worst one of the franchise, you know, some of the worst ones. You're going to try to spin it back into that? Would they do that? Like, I hope not. Oh, but God, what does yeah. Michael come back as the burnt man? He's not, he's not he's the boogie Freddy. man. That's yeah. how Freddy comes at us. He's <laughs> Freddy. That's what's going to happen. Oh, now he's God. Freddy and he comes to you in your sleep. <laughs> oh, my this God. This is the birth of Freddy Krueger, you guys. Like, Which, yes, I understand. I'm being a little hypocritical by talking about bringing him back from the second original one. But... I mean, do you guys feel, do you jive with what we're saying? I mean, I'm not trying to upset you guys. Like, if you like it, I'm happy you like it. I really am. So am I. But Good I just, for you. I just, for me, it just feels kind of like, it's just like making a playground out of stuff that it, it really didn't need to make a playground out of. I still have so many questions. What was the, okay, yeah, we didn't do All the. my questions. We didn't do the funny scenes. Like, what were some funny scenes? Oh my God, that kid. That's yeah, that great. kid was really funny. He was so funny. Like, the stupid kid that her friend's babysitting is like sitting on the couch clipping his toenails he's just hilarious like his fucking attitude and the way they talk to each other is just really funny and she's trying to like we used to be friends she's trying to hint it at her friend like that she's talking to on the phone she's trying to hit it allison on the phone that like her 
boyfriend's bringing over weed or whatever and he's like bitch i know you just invited your friends over here to do something well she said weed. abracadabra or some alakazam shit. alakazam he's, he's like, like no like a abracadabra like a magic trick and he's like i know you're talking about smoking weed <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna tell I'm and gonna she's tell. like oh yeah well i'm gonna tell your fucking your browsing history to your yeah. parents he's like, you wouldn't <laughs> he's like you better not <laughs> she's like you used to be my favorite to watch out of the 10 kids i watch yeah it was kind of a nice it, camaraderie. It was, cute. It, was oh, yeah, cute. it was super cute. And then the fact, like, and then when they start dying, <laughs> it got a little silly there. Well, the kid, he just like that kid is a smart kid, man. Yeah, he, he was like, "Fuck off, that." He's all bye, and he's like, "You gonna die, Dave?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I gotta help her. I gotta help her." He's like, "You gonna die, Dave? I'm out." Yeah. And then what happened to him? I don't know. You know she just he, like ran off into the dark. He like, was probably in that group of people consoling Allison on the porch. <laughs> right. I, I don't fucking know. Like he just disappeared. Like, he's fine. He went and fucking opened a casino in fucking Atlantic <laughs> City. Like, I don't know what happened to him in his life, but I feel now like... Now he's the Michael Myers. He's going to be yeah. Michael Myers in the next one. And God damn it, that would be great. It's like, so funny to me. But yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, there was... It was just great. He there was, was so some funny. funny shit in the movie, but I... uh, She's like, help me. I'm going to go get help. And <laughs> runs down the stairs. I like the whole like scene where she's trying to close the, the closet door. But we saw that in the trailer or yep. some sort of clip. It was in the trailer. Some teaser or something. Like, I was like, oh, it's going to happen now. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think they, they, they showed too much. They should have just... It might have had more of an impact, maybe, you know? I also wish in the beginning when the reporters are there talking to him or trying to talk to him in the yard... And all the uh, all the insane people around him start like going mildly crazy, and the dogs barking because they have the mask out. That which was I thought cool. was a really cool scene. I just wish that he would have like somehow killed everybody then and there, and that's how he got out. That would have been way cooler. See, that's them riding the line between supernatural and he is supernatural, right? Well, some people say they like their Michael Myers regular. He's not a person. He's not a, a regular lot of human. people said it actually. A lot of <laughs> he people... got shot seven times. <laughs> He's not a regular person. Well, so right. did Fifty So I guess he and he is a real person. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a good but point. He, he fell out Maybe of Fifty Cent is him. He got so, it's Fifty Cent. Oh my <laughs> God, we solved the mystery. <laughs> I don't Michael know. Myers and Fifty Cent are the same person. I don't know what else to bring up other than that. Oh, uh, also, he got burned alive. So and he was fine. So he's not human. <laughs> there's that. Right. And he didn't turn into Freddy. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> I like that end scene though when she pulls that bar. I was not that expecting thing was it to so be... sick, and I wish he would have got caught in it. Yeah, I was not expecting awesome. it to be a trap. Like it's a trap. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. It was kind of nice watching the flames, but they didn't show him burning or anything. So of course they leave it open. Yeah, I just like how he's standing there staring like a child that's like very angry but also confused. He just gets in some. He gets in that that shutter. There you go, dude. Yeah. But wouldn't he run out of air because of the fire? Because she has that gun rack in there, and she pulls the shutter up to get into the gun rack. He could have very well slid that down. Because Michael Myers is pretty fucking smart in this movie, by the way. He's extremely smart. Like, really fucking smart. He's not dead. But see, it's that kind of- He's had 40 years to sit there and think about what he was going to do. Hell yeah, he's smart. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then in in the original movie, he learned to drive without ever having to drive. So, I mean, he's really smart. (laughs) Well, and not only that, but I just feel like if if they were to make a sequel and it was, oh, he was hiding in the fucking gun thing with the the metal shade. Like, Alex nailed it. It's like, this, <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, he would have melted in that, there. That, that's the kind of ridiculousness that it is, in a way. I mean, yeah, Michael Myers gets shot a lot and doesn't die. That's kind of ridiculous in its own self. 
but in the same respect, it's also kind of kooky and stupid and, and spoofy. Like when you turn it into this like weird like menagerie yeah. of fucking ideas. But it's like he gets blinded and burned alive in number two. That's true. And I, so and then he's fine when he comes back. So I'm like, <sighs> so I'm saying. He's not human. So he's, maybe this was just Danny McBride's natural. way of rewriting part two to his liking. I, I guess. I don't know. Number two is awesome, though, and you're wrong. So <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of people that really do like that. I've always considered the, the first one. two fine. I had nothing to do with no problem with it. It wasn't, you know, directed by fucking John Carpenter or anything, but it was it was a different approach. And they showed a lot more of Michael Myers behind the camera. You know what I mean? Like behind him. So you got to see him kind of moving around a little bit. So it was a little different. But there were some cool scenes of that. Yeah. Well, this is one of the things that I like, too, about this movie. I will say is there was a lot of Michael Myers in it. And I was perfectly fine with that yeah because he's fucking cool man he's such a cool he's a cool killer and he's a cool character and he's hot well and i i actually i think he could have it could have been better for him if if they would have done it it would have flowed a little bit better if he got naked i agree i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) that's like some weird fucking like uh with the mask on what do they call it copy naked from the neck down like they got a creepy pasta that's like a creepy pasta turns into porn probably i'm gonna look for it a lot of creepy pasta turns into porn well there's that picture i posted yesterday when michael myers has the fucking pumpkin face tattooed on his butt and i was like yes (laughs) i saw that picture yeah amazing (laughs) what did you guys think though like if you saw and you've listened this far you've obviously seen the movie do you agree with us i mean are you mad at us i mean i can't i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna sit here and pretend oh it's a great movie no i i really don't care if it is or not i want it to be I want it to be, but I don't think it was, it was a really, it was disappointment. Uh, Sugarcoat nothing. Yeah. Should have been better than it was. It It wasn't, it wasn't the worst in the franchise. That's for damn sure. Um, So, but I, you know, but I would love to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments down below. Uh, Now, next week, we're going to be watching a couple of movies. I think I don't even know what we're going to be watching. What do we, I don't know. So guys, next week, we will be back. We'll be watching a couple of movies. I will post early to let you guys know so you're going to want to stay locked to our social media and anywhere we post stuff because we're going to talk tell you what movies we're going to be watching as soon as possible i'm going to try to get this out pick something good because it'll be the last episode too for us for october one. yeah because we're going to be taking a, a week off um from the 20 well we're, we'll have an episode on the 29th but we are not going to be recording an episode for the 5th so between the 29th, we'll have an episode for you on the 29th so you can listen for Halloween. Uh, but uh, after that, we're taking a, a well-deserved break and uh, trying to work on some stuff, maybe just taking a nap. Yeah. Like anything. Like <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but we love you guys, and we will see you next week. So as always, thank you guys for stopping by. and Stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new